Hey Lee, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> Even though I already sat here and chat with you, but I probably more than an hour. <laughs> so you know, we already catch up. But you know, we have to get everybody else used to hearing. So hey, I had an idea for our recording this week. Okay. I thought we would do sort of a quick and simple one because we've already talked in a couple of episodes about make a plan. Like we've talked a lot about different types of disasters or things to prepare for. Um, so I thought today we could talk a little bit about if you need to have a go kit mm-hmm. and how to do that. So quick question. Do you have a go kit? Yes. <laughs> I have a very small go kit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At least you're, you know, working towards that, right? <laughs> and it is in my car. Yes, I okay. do. Um, I do have a go kit. Just some basic stuff. It's in my car. Yeah. Just tell us a few things in there. Okay. I got a couple of blanket and also have portable air pump. Yeah, well, just yeah. basic stuff. Well, blankets are a good thing for our listeners. A go kit, your basic emergency preparedness kit, right? So mm-hmm. if you had to leave your home quickly or if you couldn't get back to your home, um, those kinds of things, what are those basic needs that you want to make sure you have covered to get through? You got you know, a stain on your shirt. Sorry. <laughs> it's very distracting. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I had salsa earlier. <laughs> And I knew I wasn't going back outside, so I didn't change my shirt. Was it good? It was very good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I got distracted, but it's also. Anyway, so yeah, if you have your, your go kit, at least plan to be ready for two to three days, maybe a week. Just depends on how long you think you need to be out of your house. So one of the things that we always want to remind people, though, is a go kit is a great thing if you have that extra five minutes to get out, like if it's an evacuation because of a flood or because Mm -hmm. of a hurricane or one of those events that you have a little bit of time to, you know, grab some stuff. If you're in a house fire, don't take that extra time because you just don't know. Usually an entire home can be up in flames in like two minutes or less. So to take an extra 30 seconds to stop and grab a go kit um, is not always the best plan. That being said, you can keep your go kit in your house. Some people keep it like under their bed Some people keep it in some place right next to the front door, but you just said, and it's a great idea, you can keep it in your car. So if you have enough stuff that you feel like you can, you know, leave extra things in your car, that's a good place to keep it. So what are some of the other things that as you're building your kit, and we know you have some blankets, we know you have the air pump. Do you have a mattress? Not as a go kit. No, I don't. I do have a small sleeping bag. In my car? There you go. Just in case. And also can keep you warm. Well, and the air mattress is not really one of the recommended things, but it definitely could be useful because you don't know where you're going to end up. Hopefully you have somewhere you can go that will have a bed. But if not, having that air mattress is nice. But primarily the recommendation is like the basics. So food, water, hygiene. So the recommended amount of water is to have at least, honestly, most people will tell you a gallon of water a day per person, right? Yeah. Anybody in the preparedness world hears that routinely. So if you have three people in your family, three gallons of water per day that you plan to be gone. The reality is that is to include cooking. So really for just drinking, so you really only need to pack enough drinking water is only a quart per person per day. So make sure you have a quart of water per person per day to take with you. You don't have to pack the full gallon unless that's just easier to take with you. But a gallon of water is also a little bit easier to remember. It's just a little harder to carry. So if you have, like, you have three people in your house and you want to prepare for 
three days, now you have to figure out how to carry around nine gallons of water. Yeah, that's a lot. And then not ensuring that if that go kid, you will be transporting in a car. Some people might be transporting in like public transportation and, you know, you yeah. know, you're set up. So yeah, nine gallon water, that will be a little bit difficult to transport. Yeah. But you definitely want to have enough water that you can drink because mm-hmm. you don't want to end up without the ability to, to stay hydrated. Food is another thing we've talked about on a couple of other episodes, but the recommendation again is anything that you don't have to use electricity to cook and it doesn't have to stay cold. Oh, I just remember on my go kit and it usually is my book bag and I usually carry a book bag is those granola bars. I always have a handful of it in my backpack. And then of course uh, I, I call it might not be a my go kit just for surviving in my office. But when you're hungry or sometimes you, I find myself in a situation where going to procure a meal, <laughs> I'm not close to a restaurant or yeah. anything. And then I last minute travel and yeah. then those granola bars would help. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. The, one of the things that'll drain your energy the fastest is if you don't have food. So and yeah. you know, you know me, yes. I think y'all know me enough. I get hangry <laughs> and I can think clearly. <laughs> we need these things. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just basic food items, but think through two to three days worth. Okay. So those cereal bars are great, energy bars, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, just cans of tuna, mm-hmm. uh, that, anything that you can just store that doesn't have to be refrigerated and you can, it may not be the best. You don't always want to eat tuna out of the can, but it'll keep you nourished long enough. Um, Instead of can, I was going to say they have those pouches, ready to eat pouches, tuna pouches. Yeah. Those are... I found that those were easier to pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now they have the little tuna things. They even come with crackers. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. So, so those little lunch kits. Mm-hmm. Good idea. So really, I mean, just listening to you, a go kit, when you say go kit, you might think it's something very daunting to assembly. But if you look around, most of the time, you probably already carrying that stuff just for basic survival, like going yeah. to work. You know, you're going to be not going to be at home. You're going to be hungry. Yeah, yeah, some moms of young kids just call a go kit their purse, right? <laughs> yes, I might, I might still have some half eaten cheese in there from five years yeah. ago. <laughs> exactly, but they're dry. They're aged. <laughs> you just gotta carry a few extra things around with you. <laughs> yeah, so some other things that maybe wouldn't normally be in the purse, or maybe they are. I mean, it's hard to say anymore what people are carrying around, but. Some sort of source of light. So a flashlight, they have those glow sticks, that kind of thing that just, if the power is out or if you're in an unfamiliar area and you don't really know your way around, that ability to sort of get your bearings and and where you are and and for safety as well. So some sort of light source, not necessarily to start a fire, but some sort of light source. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And even any more cell phones, a lot of them have that as an app. Mm-hmm. So we talked yeah. about this on a couple of other episodes. A cell phone alone can be half your preparedness pack anymore. And I see people with those little flashlight on their keychain, even though it's not going to be as bright as, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's something that you can just, if people still carry on keys, I know most yeah. of the cars are, you know, yeah. <laughs> push button. Push button. I know yeah. everything yeah. is so at your fingertips now. It's hard to think about some of this. And I just watched the commercial the other day. One of the, Hyundai. They're not all sponsored, but if you want to sponsor us, that's great. Unlock the car with their phone. Oh, yeah. That's it. So there's a couple of companies that do that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you don't have to have your, your uh, key even. But in case, like me, I still have, I still carry key because I have office keys. We have just a little flashlight in there. 
Yeah, very simple. Mm-hmm. Back to the food piece we didn't mention. If you do have the actual cans of food, make sure you also grab a can opener. That can be your basic can opener. Oh, I got stories, but I'll okay. stop. Yeah. Tell me a story. Yeah. I love a good Lee story. Well, it's not so much a canned food, but it's so much of um, we were somewhere um, when camping. Of course, we bought a nice bottle of wine. And then we didn't bring anything to. And then, of course, you're watching on YouTube. And then supposedly you can uncork a bottle one with your flip flop. I don't, we didn't accomplish that. We end up going to get a <laughs> bottle opener. But yes, it was a lot of research on that survival. Maybe you have to be on like your second or third bottle of wine for that to work. <laughs> but once again, like can opener, that's yeah. something that can easily forgotten yeah you think of everything else but not how to get into it yeah. and your teeth is not going to work your teeth are not going to work or your puppy's teeth is not going to work either <laughs> that's right that's right yeah so just making sure that you're thinking all the way through that plan and you know the best case scenario is that you actually made that family plan we talked about on an earlier episode and you have somewhere safe to go and you have your gas ready to get there and you know that receiving family that you're going to makes you dinner and you don't have to worry about your go kit But in case something happens and you can't get there, always good to have that backup. We talked a lot about using your cell phone. So obviously a couple of different ways to charge your battery on your cell phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we always keep those uh, handy anymore, but they do also have the battery pack that is more of a mobile charging, but you have to remember to keep that charged. So just lots of things to think of ahead of time. That's why, you know, preparedness is the thing. What else? What else do you think of when you think of being prepared in this go kit? You had mentioned earlier, I think uh, one of the thing also, knowing that the people more than likely will be, you know, if, not evacuating, I guess, would be the people that your family structure or your will be evacuated with, with you. If you have younger children, then, then maybe their food, formula, all that yeah. stuff. And then if you have dietary need or, and also another thing would be uh, medicine. Absolutely. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, Any kind of medicine. And you just said it too. So everybody in your family and people describe their family differently. So, you know, it could be the people that live in your house. It could also be an extended family that lives close by. Or your roommate, you know, will eat all your food. So don't prepare for that person. (laughs) They're on their own. own. (laughs) (laughs) No, you need to prepare because they're going to end up eating all your food. That's right. Prepare for people that come along anyway. So instead of nine Um, gallon water, you might have an 18 (laughs) gallon water. One of the other things that I wouldn't normally just carry around with me, although some people do, depends on what city you live in or how populated it is, an emergency whistle. So if you think Titanic... On, oh, the, yeah. on the door, yeah. a little emergency whistle. That's true. Um, having a whistle around can be a good safety precaution. Okay. And also helps people locate you. So again, if you're for whatever reason in the dark in an unfamiliar area and you get separated or something, it's just that quick tool to be able to help people locate you and for safety. So something along those lines, first aid kit is another thing. It could even be just a little one. But again, if you're, say, it's an earthquake and you somehow rub up against something or it can be a dangerous place so being able to take care of those wounds quickly so they don't get infected make sure everybody's safe in that way i actually just remember um there's a little small first aid kit in my car yeah see how prepared you are yeah you're so good you're at least 38 percent prepared <laughs> I don't have to think of that, so. 
you mentioned young kids, but also think of pets mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, because right. if you do have pets and, and they're going with you, which hopefully they are, um, make sure at least food and water for the pets, but some pets also have medication. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need to plan beyond that, just think through, you know, what they need in a day, things to keep them comfortable. And then we also always recommend that like the family has an emergency go kit, right? So usually whoever normally takes care of making sure there's food in the house, make sure there's food in the go kit, but everybody in the family should have their own version of a go kit as well, including the kids. Because things that they find important to take with them are going to be a little bit different, probably. Probably like their either their toy or something to keep them calm, or you know, if a guy is going to be at some traveling involved, coloring book or a puzzle they can play, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something that they yeah the things that are important to them. Obviously, they can't take everything important to them, and kids don't always get that understanding. But being able to have some sort of comfort item, some sort of toy to keep them busy. And that it gives kids even a little bit of feeling of control if they have their items that they can carry with them. We all know in a disaster, everybody feels out of control and that makes you feel anxious. So having those personal items and having the ability to keep control of those is helpful. We didn't mention a change of clothes. So we are talking about two to three days, maybe a week. Would highly recommend a change of clothes during that time. So one or two outfits that you can change into. An extra pair of shoes, maybe, especially if you have this in your car, you can't get back to your house and you're just coming from work. Maybe those you know, boots or at least tennis shoes, that kind of thing with a good sole. It, depending on where you live and what kind of conditions you think you might get caught in, maybe hat and gloves, maybe it's a tank top or a swimsuit, I don't know. <laughs> but it depends on where you live and what the weather might look like. I'm just thinking ahead a little bit about where you might get stuck. You mentioned blankets. Mm-hmm. We can also often see some like waterproof waterproof covers. So whether that's for you, if you have the ability to have all of your supplies in like a plastic bag kind of thing. So mm-hmm. if they do happen to get wet, that keeps them secure. All of those matches. If you're going to take matches, make sure they're in something that's waterproof. Otherwise, they're not very helpful. Jumper cables. I think most people carry those in their car. Yeah, they were in my car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, once again, audience, just, I can't remember what's in my car, but I had a mental image and then I just, you know. There they are. There they are. Vocalize that. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody takes it to their own level. Like, you can go way beyond this. The basics, again, are those, you know, water, food, hygiene. So we didn't even talk about the hygiene piece. You know, a toothbrush and some toothpaste, something to be able to you know, comb your hair out, maybe some wet wipes Mm -hmm. or baby wipes, that kind of thing, just to be able to freshen up a little bit. That makes us feel better. It's not like that that's actually the priority after disaster, right? but it helps you calm down and keeps your mental health a little bit better after disaster. But then from there, everybody sort of takes their own turn on this. So whatever area you're most concerned with, you know, if you need to do more preparedness for your vehicle so you feel comfortable driving or more preparedness for your family so you can go to someone else's house that kind of thing you know just think through what you're going to need for two to three days to a week and what your family would need to feel comfortable and and make that your go kit the hardest part about a go kit typically for most people is keeping those items that are really everyday use items in a specific location and not using them right so your change of clothes 
those are going to be clothes that you don't wear every day, but you could wear them if you needed to, because you're not going to have them in your normal rotation of clothing. Yeah. Your cans of food, same thing. And for that reason, you do want to pull your go kit out about twice a year and rotate items out. You know, refresh the food, make sure that those items haven't expired. Try on the clothes, make sure that you didn't grow or shrink significantly. That does happen. You know, just sort of pull that out, check it, and make sure that what you think is in there is really in there. And then the last item I would talk about, and we can do this as a separate episode because you can really talk about this for a long time, is any kind of important paperwork that you might need for your family. So some, we talked a little bit about medicine, but, you know, your, your medical paperwork, a lot of that now is online. But sometimes after a larger disaster, I've seen hospitals and, and doctor's offices that get wiped out and it takes them a week or two to come back online and be able to get access to those so having your physical documents with you, anything that identifies you and your family and ties you to your home of residence before the disaster. So if you have insurance or, you know, anything that, that shows that you owned that house or rented that house, part of that is to be able to get financial assistance afterwards. But part of that is also for re-entry into that area. Once you evacuate, if it's really hard hit, it may be difficult to get back in unless you can really prove that you live there and you have a reason for going. So we can really do probably a whole nother episode if we need to on documents, um, but that's the other piece that I would make sure to get in there. Anything you're thinking you need to add to your go kit? Oh yeah, definitely. Now what I do is um, I have a travel bag. Usually that's how I travel in. You know, usually I travel for maybe one or two days and I usually keep a set of hygiene stuff in there and I don't take it out when I get home. And usually within that would always have pair shorts and, you know, people like to wear yoga pants and stuff, mm -hmm. socks, and then I'll just keep a set there. I probably travel once a month, so I'll use it, wash it, and put it back. That's kind of, in a way, even I'm just mentally preparing myself. If that had to be a go kit, that's adapt into, so it's partially there. Kind yeah. of incorporate something that I already need to do for what I do day to day. Just have a mental checklist. Now, like, now just listening to you. Adding the checklist would be some shoes, not necessarily in there, but just within my checklist saying, okay, I'm going to grab these two pair of shoes, put it in that suitcase, and then da, 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 stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned something about, you know, most people aren't evacuating on foot. The other nice thing about having a go kit like this is even if you don't have to evacuate your house, if your house is impacted, but still somewhat livable, you know, it may be that you still need those items just to stay at home. So mm -hmm. if your power's out, or often we'll see after, you know, a large event, those boil water notices and that kind of thing. And so having that water even right there, because um, your own water might not be safe, all of those kinds of things. So mm -hmm. it's, it's just good to have the supplies there and ready and accessible as soon as you can. So I hope that brings people, you know, maybe they're starting at only 12% prepared today. So we've bumped them up to that. 38%. 38%. Well, stuff that you're already doing. Yeah. Just not realizing that it's already a Simply Go Kit for your daily, day-to-day -day activity. And really just expansion of that or adaptation of that in case of emergency. You'll be grabbing that um, when my son was younger, that diaper bag. Yeah. Not just for diaper. There was a, Most of his stuff is in there and then it fit exactly everything you just said. It had a change of clothes, had his baby formula toys, any basic need he have, and everything in that bag. That's enough. Think about that. Um, so it's not a special go kit you had to do for your kid. You already have a go kit in that diaper bag. Yes. Just didn't realize. And now then you just uh, need to do one for the adults. Yeah. 
This is just a funny story, side note. So I remember now my current husband, first time I had to go to his parents' house, and then it was another city, so we had to spend the night. I don't think it's the first time I met them, but it's the first time I have to spend the night at their house. And I don't know how often they eat. I don't know what their meal preference, not saying that I would be offending them. So I packed a bunch of granola bar. <laughs> I packed oatmeal. I packed stuff just in case they were, you know, some people don't eat breakfast. Some people yeah. sleep late. I'm an early riser. I'm up by five or six and I'll be hungry. So at least something that I can quickly, I just need hot water. I can eat granola bar. And then, you know, you already thinking how to survive. Please, once again, I'm not trying to su- please. I know how I'm not listening. <laughs> oh, so you come to a health and you think you had to survive. No, it's not that. It, what I'm trying to say is that something that you already are doing mm-hmm. and is really part of your, it's not a mental gymnastic you have to do. It's just it. Well, and that's so true because part of getting through those first couple of days after a disaster is finding some level of comfort and So you're telling routine. me that when I had to go visit his parents, <laughs> no. my granola bar was my comfort. <laughs> well, <laughs> It's so it true. Is. <laughs> it I just want to know that when I'm hungry, I could just excuse me and go shove down some granola bar. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys don't eat until eight. I eat at five. Would you? <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> anyway, now great information. Thank you, Angie. Yeah. Short and sweet. That's all I got for you today. Okay. Well, thank you, um, listener. If you find us very informative, there you go. Yep. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you again for listening today. Catch you next time on 38% Prepare on... Where, Angie? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. 38% Prepare is written and hosted by Lee and... Angie. Our producer and editor is Christy. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram. We love to hear from you. Give us feedback or show suggestions. For more information, please visit us at anchor.com backslash 38% prepared. That's anchor.com backslash 38PCT prepared. See you next time.